Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and find a huge 35% off the Me Today Supplements range. This is Super Self with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. If I go crazy, then will you still call me? This is SENZ, it is Super South, the very first one of the Super Rugby season for 2023. We've got a new host, uh, a new host who's got uh, far more hair than the last host uh, we had. Uh, Joey Wheeler, come on in, how you doing brother? Yeah, far more hair, but far less talent. Um, that's how I describe myself to the golden one. You know, filling in the boots of the golden one's always tough. Don't have a sidestep like him. Don't have a chip and chase like him, but have a better smile and probably slightly better banter. Slightly better banter. I like it. What about how do you go with a cricket bat? Well, I don't know if you saw the Black Clash, uh, Ricardo. It certainly wasn't um, like. Oh, you know, I had this impression in my head when I went into that. I hadn't had a game in about, I think we worked out it was about 14 years or 15 years was the last time I um, laced up the pads or rolled the arm over. And certainly the right arm, after running into a few brick walls and trying to tackle a few brick walls, uh, certainly wasn't the same. And, yeah, the first over left a lot to be desired, running into the wind. Um, but, yeah, look... Uh, I, I did rate myself uh, swinging the willow nowhere near as well as the golden one. Um, no one will ever do anything as well as the golden one, <laughs> Jeff Olsen. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to try to say I was anything close to that. And um, my little brother, who obviously played for the Black Cats, he can attest to that as well. Although I still hold the record, um, he never got me out in the backyard. So that's something to be pretty proud of in terms of my cricketing exploits, Ricardo. Where does that sit on your CV? Oh, in the cricketing in cricketing sense, right up there, right yeah. at the top. Yeah, you know, like don't worry about um, New Zealand 19s or um, CD under 19s or anything yeah. like that. No, uh, my black cat brother not being able to get me out in the backyard, that's right at the top. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very well. We should, we're not here to talk your cricket career, actually. We're here to talk the Highlanders, mate. And, 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 and like, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of talents left the, the, uh, the franchise, um, you know, looking at it, uh, the ins and the outs from last season. Uh, but they've made some interesting additions and I think one of the areas that you pointed out uh, particularly that they look very very strong in uh, is Locke and when you consider that they uh, you know have lost Monarchy Selby Rickett to the Chiefs um, that's still a pretty decent looking locking uh, stocks isn't it Fabian Holland a lot of talk around him Putty Putty Parkinson if he can stay fit he could be huge Max Hicks and then of course Josh Dixon uh, as well he's, uh, he's been a solid performer for a lot of years yeah, mate, oh, I think that second row has been one of the real growth areas um, in terms of the Highlanders over the last couple of years. Oh, I thought Manaki Selby Ricketts deflection from the Highlanders, I think there was probably, uh, I think the Highlanders wanted to keep him, but I think, you know, um, 
I don't know if he made every post the winner in his time in the in the Highlanders jersey. I think he'll be disappointed with what he produced. He had ample opportunity, and I think at that next level, he just hasn't stamped his mark yet. And I don't know whether he's going to get um, that many opportunities at the Chiefs because they are absolutely stacked in the second row. So, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one, him leaving. But, yeah, I, I'm, I've been really impressed. If Putty Putty Parkinson can stay fit, um, that guy is... Well, one, he's a monster. He is, I think he's two metres oh six, so um, and got a ridiculously massive winning span. And through his injuries, he's put on um, a significant amount of muscle. So I think he's weighing in at something like 132 kilos uh, this season. So uh, him alongside Josh Dixon, and Josh Dixon has obviously gone from strength to strength over the last two years. Obviously, his time uh, last season, he was involved heavily in the All Blacks camp and looks to be um, the next cab off the rank in terms of with the exodus of um, two obviously world-class lockers in uh, Retallick and Whitelock. These two, I believe this year, if they can stay fit alongside Fabian Holland, I'll touch on him in a minute, but I, I think those two are the heir apparent. Um, I really like how they complement each other. Josh uh, has grown in terms of his leadership of the line-out especially. Um, he's really owning that over the last two years. And obviously Putty Putty, in terms of his physicality, he is... I believe just behind Brody Retallick and bringing that real physical aspect to the game, if he can work on his actions in terms of his um, when he does something, when he's in, when he's in the end, Ricardo, like when he's carrying or he's tackling, he's awesome. It's that split second after he's done the action, getting up and then reloading to do another action. Repeated actions is what I want to see from Putty Putty this season to really put him in that um, all-black frame. But the other young um, whippersnapper coming through is obviously Fabian Holland, the big Dutchman. Um, and those three, you've got three guys that are um, all weighing over 120 kilo. And a Highlanders pack with uh, locks that size, I, I don't think it's we've ever had that in our history. So that type five's in really good stead with, with three guys who, um, and one young fellow who's got massive potential. And I think they're going to make a real fist of it this year and going to upset a lot of teams through the middle of the park. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we want to hear because I mean, you know, we'll talk about the blues, uh, in a bit, but you know, I look at the blues and that's one place they look light, you know, they've, they've got, um, a couple of guys they've named as locks in their squad who I think are more sixes. You know, Tom Robinson being one of them, um, Matane Plumtree being another. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, and that's a first round matchup. So that's going to be an interesting spot to watch. Uh, what about first five? I mean, last year Mitch Hunt had an absolute disaster of a season. Even you know, I'm sure he'll put his hand up and admit that uh, he didn't go well. And then you had Marty Banks obviously um, out there as well. And those were the only options. I mean, they ended up turning Sam Gilbert into a ten this year. They got Cam Miller. They got Freddie Burns. They got the two guys we just talked about. And then you still got Viliami, uh, Villamani, Karoy, and Sam Gilbert kicking around in the squad too. So you've gone from having no options to having about half a dozen. <laughs> yeah, well, they probably need them after the form all those blokes showed last year, mate. They need as many as they can get. Oh, look, yeah, all those guys were extremely disappointed with their seasons last year. And Mitch Hunt, well, I think the season prior, we saw how much of a quality team that guy is, and him alongside Aaron Smith, those two had put together two beautiful seasons together. And then last year, for whatever reason, um, lack of confidence, I think the chopping and changing of the squad, uh, I think what Brownie did in terms of his selections of that team last year had a lot, 
a lot to do with the um, guys getting used to each other and, and that feel of the team. You know, you need to get that, that build those connections. And I think that didn't happen. Um, Mitch got chopped and changed between 10 and 15, and then he was out of the squad, then he was back in, and he just didn't quite know where he stood, whereas the previous uh, two years he was uh, like he was the guy. So when you're backed by the coach, especially in those the, that pivotal position of 10, um, you just need to stick with that combo and hopefully they, they find their form. But you're right. In terms of experience, mate, they they are loaded up. Like Marty Banks, the mercurial Marty Banks, um, you know he's always going to deliver when he needs to. Uh, I don't know how his body seems to be letting him down a little bit at the moment. He hasn't featured in any of the preseason games. He's been struggling a little bit with, with his adductors. So hopefully he can get those right because him alongside Freddie Burns, you've got two guys there that are proven match winners. And they can they can finish off games for the Highlanders. And if that Highlanders team can stick in it for 60 minutes, then you bring those two guys on who can uh, plug corners, put your team in the right areas of the field and rake off massive punts and kick goals from anywhere inside the 50, then you've got a team that can finish off games. And then obviously the young Cam Miller, uh, who you alluded to, who is a dead-eyed dick off the tee and a real exciting talent. I hope that he doesn't get exposed too much this year because... I think sometimes that can be the death of young guys as well. Like they've got to be confident players, especially in that ten jersey. And to ask a a twenty year old to drive a, um, a Highlanders pack that that depending on how their how their team's going in terms of um, how how well they are and how fit the, the squad is, if they're going backwards, then it can all fall on a young kid's shoulders. So hopefully he gets opportunities when the team's um, in really good stead, and I'm sure you're going to see a, a rising young talent in Cam Miller, because I know um, the host of the, the Breakfast Show, Izzy Dagg, is a massive uh, Cam Miller fan. So, yeah, he's got he's got a huge future, and, and I know everyone down here in the Deep South are, uh, are hoping that he, um, he nails that, but just don't put too much pressure on him from a young age. Let him grow into those shoes. Yeah, I, and that's the other thing. You know, you get him into this environment, and like, sure, Marty Banks has, has been around for a long time. He's a great player, a lot of experience. <laughs> but I think even more so, if he can be, you know, sort of come up under the tutelage of uh, guys in England international, Freddie Burns played, you know, probably the hardest professional rugby competition in the world um, in terms of how much of a grind it is playing for Leicester Tigers. I mean, that's only going to benefit him having a year, year or however long it is with Freddie. Yeah, and I know Cam is an absolute student of the game and will listen to those guys. And I think I hate making comparisons with players. We all hate doing it, drawing comparisons. But he he reminds me a little bit of a Hayden Parker. Like, he does all the basics so, so well. Like, his, yeah, his running game might not be as lethal as a Josh Iwani or a Richie Mwanga, but no one's ever going to be as lethal as those guys. Everyone wants to be, but... His strength, are, his strengths are his control of the game. Um, he puts the team in the right area of the field, and generally, he kicks his goals at probably 85 percent upwards. And you know, you can build a team around that if you've got guys inside and outside him who can who can make those line breaks, and he makes really good decisions and put the, puts the team in really good spots. Then there's a young guy who's who's going to uh, win you more games than he's going to lose. So, I think the Highlanders understand that they know um, how they can build their game around them in the future and it, and it's just about their recruitment and what they do what pieces of the puzzle they put around Cam Miller in the future and, and what he can take I guess from those other guys that you alluded to the Freddie Burns the Marty Bankses um, the Mitch Hunts over the next couple of years to grow his game and um, become more more all-rounded I suppose more well-rounded 
I mean, if there is a weak point in this Highlanders squad, for me looking at it, it's probably uh, the outside backs and maybe a little bit thin on numbers in midfield. I mean, if Thomas Umunga Jensen and, and Josh Timu stay fit, that's a great midfield combination, but they both had injury problems last year. What, what, what do you think about the recruitment there? Yeah, you totally, mate. Yeah, that that's the glaringly the, the, those two areas of the Highlanders are the glaringly obvious ones. They just for some reason they can't they just struggle to recruit in that outside back um, division. They are still searching for a fifteen to replace Ben Smith. Just it's just been a revolving door in terms of who that person is. Uh, you know they they recruited Alan Milo down here, but that failed. Um, you know I think he. He ended up playing two games for the Highlanders in his two or three years that he was down here. So, look, that, that's the that's the glaring, the obvious one. I think the, the Highlanders are going to have a good, uh, a good, like a really good fifteen. Um, the challenge for them is just staying fit and well, Ricardo. Like, if they can keep that team on the field and build some really nice um, combinations, they're obviously going to have to rotate guys in and out. But yeah, look, that 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 area of their side is is their biggest weakness. Um, if Thomas Umanga Jensen and, and Josh Timu get injured, then where do they go to? Um, it's Scott Gregory, and they might even have to move like a Sam Gilbert, who is Mister Versatile, into that midfield. So, you know, you're getting pretty thin there. And then you look at the the outside backs and the wingers. Jonah Nardiki, um, when Jonah Nardiki is on the field for the Highlanders, the Highlanders are a 10 times better, better side. He is their genuine line breaker, and probably him alongside Thomas Umanga Jensen are the two genuine line breakers for that side. And they do an amazing job of that. But the other guys need to step up around them and how they play off those guys because he just can't rely on two. You look at the Blues team that they're coming up against this weekend, Finlay Christie, Bowden Barrett, RTS, Rico Iwane, Mark Talia, Caleb Clark, and gee, who about 15? Probably Stephen Peel Fetter. Like you just look at that that talented back line, and then you you can still got the likes of Zan Sullivan coming off the bench to <laughs> to, uh, to plug some energy. So it's just you know an embarrassment of riches for those guys. And then the the, the Highlanders, yeah, they're solid through that area, but they've only got a couple of genuine line breakers. I'm really interested to see how Jonah Lowe goes. Uh, for the Highlanders side, I think he's got a real, he's got a massive opportunity to stamp his mark on um, Super Rugby and he's going to get a lot of minutes and we didn't see a hell of a lot of him in the Chiefs jersey, he was in and out of that squad so I think that's a good recruit for, for the Highlanders, he's a big body, um, he'll be able to make game line and he's going to play a lot of minutes so I think a massive opportunity for, for Jonah Lowe to, to stamp his mark on the Super Rugby competition and, and yeah like those two, him and Jonah together, um, they're going to work real real hard off the ball, that's Jonah Nardiki's point of difference, he just pops up everywhere and as a threat everywhere so yeah if those guys can stay fit then they're a chance but yeah that's their that's their weaknesses through the midfield and in the outsides mate there you go that is uh, a, a hell of a breakdown of that uh, Highlanders squad heading into game one this is Super South with uh, Ricardo Paul and uh, Joey Wheeler thanks to Chemist Warehouse the real house of fragrances when we come back uh, the attack coach from the Highlanders Richard Whiffen is going to join us yeah, it's Super South at 18 past seven. Uh, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances, and joining us uh, to talk Highlanders, uh, more Highlanders, is a man who's on the inside, the attack coach, uh, Richard Whiffen. Good evening. How are you, sir? Very good, thank you. And yourselves? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. First point of order before we get into the rugby. Um, I see you're born in Wales. Uh, you've coached the no, Welsh I'm women's born, team. I was born in England. 
but I currently live in Wales. Right, I okay. Live in Wales before. Yeah, and you I, should I, never do that, Ricardo. Well, no, you can't I, do that. I, I, that's yeah, right. I read somewhere you're born in a place called Radir, Wales, and then I saw a story that um, named you as an English attack coach, and I'm like, hang on, we better sort this out. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll nail it down for you. So I'm a I'm a I'm a thoroughbred Englishman, very proud to be English. But um, no, I uh, I I, uh, I lived in uh, in Cardiff before uh, before coming out here. Right. Okay. I blame LinkedIn. I blame LinkedIn, Richard. Yeah. Uh, all right, no mate, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, question for you. Actually, Michael Holdsworth has texted through and asked about the uh, h- how you're working with the law innovations for 2023. And, you know, as an attack coach, I wanted to ask you particularly, no huddle before a line-out. If you've got an attacking line-out 10 metres out from the Blues line this weekend, uh, how are the boys deciding what they're running with if they can't have a huddle? Um, yeah, well, um, you know, we've been working on that for the last, last few weeks around some non-verbal communication and some sets that we uh, you know want to want to uh, plan to go in with so that we can create a little bit more tempo and speed in, in into what we um, what we go in with so you know myself and Tom Donnelly uh, and, and the line-out callers and the 10 you know we've we've sort of set up um, devise a system where we think we can create some sort of speed in in that environment so that we um, you know we, we we don't want to huddle we want to cre- create speed and keep speed in the game so you know hopefully um, Hopefully that that allows us to do that. Okay, yeah, with Joey Wheeler here, mate. Obviously, I'm probably just down the road from you and having having a yarn over the wireless. It's a little bit strange, but I'm just interested in your perception, mate. Uh, obviously, coming in uh, as an Englishman who cut his teeth in the Welsh game, and the perception of Super Rugby from your your part of the world, and then coming down here and being involved in the coaching staff. What have you what have you noticed the differences are and how we how we prepare down here for games and I guess our approach to rugby in general. Yeah, I and I think yeah, you know, perceptions obviously um you know, I've grown up watching Super Rugby since I was a kid and it was a great, always a Saturday morning, get up nice and early and, and, and stick it on and watch it. Um just because of the you know, the X factor, the flair, the the high score lines, um and and so the perception would be, you know, that that the the focus um, was on attack and and less so around um, you know defence set piece and and maybe game management. But certainly coming down here, um, I just think that there's uh, there's definitely gra- uh, more emphasis on speed. Um, so you know, and especially within the forward pack, I think um, you know back lines are, are pretty similar. But there's definitely a mindset to play quick, um, especially through the forward pack. And that probably lends itself to, you know, a little bit more looseness and they're, they're more um, offloading and, and players probably running more positive support lines, whereas maybe in the Northern Hemisphere, there's a little bit more structure. Um, ball speed may be a little bit slower, so you, you maybe need to have a little bit more structure to break down defences. So that's probably the most obvious difference that I've seen between um, between the two hemispheres. But there's a, there's a lot of good stuff going on in, in, in both, both um, you know, North and Southern Hemisphere and, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to get stuck in, obviously, this weekend and, and see how the pre-season has gone for the boys. The attacking coach, you're, you're taking over from, well, uh, a great Tony Brown, really, um, Highlander, yeah. Highlander great, and obviously um, doing some um, amazing things with Japan as well, and, and has done some amazing things with the Highlanders um, in the past. Well, the Highlanders could have been guilty last year of sort of missing that, maybe that little bit of attacking innovation um, and that real killer mindset that we're used to seeing from them. 
what what are you going to change? What are you going to bring to this Highlanders attack this year that's that's slightly different to get the best out of um, these athletes, mate? Um, I think you know, like I say, Tony's an absolute legend down here, and the, the stuff that he's done with, and you can see that that's ingrained with the the players that that have come through the system. And I think from from my end, maybe just a you know a different a different tweak and a different taste on it. You know, I'm I'm very very much about um, an attack that that wants to wants to relentlessly go after space and encouraging the boys to understand that that, that there's there's plenty of ways to go and get it. You know, we we want to be a triple threat team. So we want to be able to kick, run, and pass our way up the field, and um, and as well create sort of simple decision-making um, ideas. So we want we want our, our our forwards and our and our backs to to, to know um, where their support players are, are in any given point, and be able to make good decisions off the back of that. That's the that's the key thing we've been working on in in preseason and trying to react off off the defensive pitches that we. That we expect to to, to get and, uh, and and go from there, but I, I definitely think there's there's a lot of flair uh, in this team and just probably being able to to give a little bit of a framework um, for us to to build on the back of that. Speaking of flair, probably hasn't been described so much as that uh, throughout his career, but the recruitment of Freddie Burns, obviously an experienced campaigner out of the Leicester Tigers. Um, how are you going to use him this this season, mate? Well, I think I think um, you know anyone that's probably studied his game, and obviously I, I certainly have, having coached against him for for almost 14 years. You know, he's he's one of the uh, he's got mass experience, but he's a guy that that sees space uh, and has got every 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 skill set to be able to go after it. Whether that's through you know, he's got an outstanding passing game, but he's uh, he's also got the ability to chip and chase, and um, there's you know there's plenty of. Uh, been of old uh, old highlights on YouTube of him uh, down at King's Zone chipping and chasing his way, and uh, I remember him in many a many a meeting, preview meeting, saying, "Watch Freddie's uh, watch Freddie's chip and chase, and he's got an, an all court game." So he'll he'll bring that down here. I, th- I think the last few years of him working under Steve Borthwick at, at Leicester has, has really mm. improved him as a, a game manager, uh, and so I think mm. uh, his natural instinct to play alongside his his developed uh, experience, um, I think, will will give us a great balance. Um, you know, him and him and Hunty, uh, along with with Marty and, and young young Cam, I think we've got four really good tens who uh, who can really push each other and 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 push our game on. So, Richard, do you think? Do you is it from what you've said there? It sounds like you see. I mean, there are no uh, subs or reserves anymore. There are there is there are clo- there are clo- you have starters and you have closers. So, is Freddie Burns a closer for you? Um, no, nah, mate. He's he's down here. He wants to get the Stein shirt. So um, as does as does the, the, all the other three ten. So um, I'm certainly certainly not going to say he's, he's come down here just to, to be a closer. He wants to be a starter. So I think um, I think you'll see he's got the experience to to do both. Really, you know, he's played over 300 games in the Premiership. Um, so you know whether that's with the 10 on the jersey or the 22, he knows how to get the job done. There's a there's been a young group of guys that have come through um, this Highlanders group. Mate, you alluded to one, Cam Miller, uh, another, and Sean Withy, Fabian Holland, another. These young boys it shows that uh, the Highlanders in the future are in pretty good stead. With what have you made of the the young talent coming through the region? Yeah, I'm really impressed, mate. Um, you know, I've, I've, I had a stint at, at Gloucester um, as the academy manager uh, five or six years ago, and 
Um, so you know, trying to align it to the to the talent that, that I had there that are now now playing uh, international rugby. You know, these guys that that the the Highlanders have got are, are are as good, if not better, at the same age group. So I think they've got plenty of um, potential. Um, I just hope that you know th- these guys can stay together and 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 almost grow um, grow within and uh, you know get. Uh, grow all the way through to the to the senior team and play together and almost build a bit of a legacy together because there's enough there's enough of them all of that you know young twenty year old that um, they can they can really build a, a culture as well as um, a winning environment so yep I think the future is bright for for those players individually and and the team as a off, off the back of that. Richard, thank you very much for your time. And once again, apologies for asking you if you were Welsh or English at the start. I uh, really really <laughs> appreciate it, mate. And uh, go well. Have a great season. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Wolf. Uh, Cheers. This has been the very first Super South of the season. Before we finish, um, Joey, every week we're going to have a DHL uh, player of Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week, um, obviously a Highlander. Now, we haven't had a game yet, but who do you think uh, for, uh, is going to be the most important player for the Highlanders going into this weekend? Oh, that's, that's massive. Uh, for me... Yeah, you always got to look at your nine and ten, and I think Falau Fakatava. I'm I'm really interested to see how he goes this weekend. Obviously, he's had a massive injury layoff with a uh, partially ruptured ACL, and he's rehabbed it without having surgery. So, his his form in those early rounds when Aaron Smith's out is going to be massive, and we know how much of a game breaker he can be, and he can set the Highlanders team alight when he's on fire. The Highlanders team is on fire. So, for me, Falau Fakatava, I just hope he doesn't do too much, Ricardo. Because sometimes Falau Fakatava is guilty of trying to carry the team on his shoulders, both on attack and defence. I just hope he just does his role and the rest will fall into place and, and he'll lead by example. So, yeah, Falau Fakatava for me, mate. Good stuff. Joey Wheeler, it's like he's been here every show. Every show. He's, he's, like, a, he's like that comfy couch in the corner. Well done, Joey. Great first show <laughs> up, mate. Well done. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much. Look forward to next week. Go yeah. the Landers. Go, Go the Landers. Landers. Yeah, Falau Fagatava, your most uh, important player this week, and that's the DHL, DHL Super Rugby Pacific Competition. It begins this week, Friday the 24th of Feb. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets now.